to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we try. I'm one of your hosts, CJ, and I'm joined by my sister and co-host, Allie. Allie, how is it going in Texas tonight? Hey, CJ, it is a cold night in Texas tonight. How's it going in Florida? It was in the 80s today, so life is good. It was so nice. It was like 35 today and we're, it's there's an ice storm happening. So it's like freezing rain and ice and schools are canceled tomorrow, like all around. So it's, it, yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Well, um, what are we talking about today, Allie? Uh, we are getting much hotter than it is in Texas. Uh, we are going exploring. We are going on adventures. We are talking about Indiana Jones Adventure and Dinosaur. Yes, we are. Um, Those are some great rides. I think they're pretty unique rides as far as rides go. Yeah, there's, you know, just looking at, you know, the fun facts for it, like Dinosaur and Indiana Jones, they, these are the only rides that use this ride system, even though there's an Indiana Jones in Tokyo, I believe. It doesn't, it uses a completely different ride system. So it's very unique, uh, e- like even I down to the structure. I don't know if it's Tokyo that has it or Paris. Paris has one. I don't know if Tokyo does or not. I think, so looking at Wikipedia, which I acknowledge is Wikipedia, um, Tokyo Disney Sea has Indiana Jones. Paris has something Indiana Jones. I don't think it's the same type it's of ride. A, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. So it's completely different. It's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril. Um, and yeah, it's an outdoor roller coaster, so totally different. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, should we talk about our favorite things about these rides? Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you start with Indiana Jones? So I really like the effects in the first room of Indiana Jones when you're entering the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, and Mara is talking to you, the you know giant temple face. And there's all these, like, really cool... They recently updated to projection mapping effects. Um, and I just think that it, it is so cool and it's really well done. Yeah. And my favorite part of Indiana Jones is the queue. I think it, you know, it's one of the most ornate and longest, like, physically longest queues in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and I think it sets up the story really, really well. Yeah. It's really immersive. And it actually sets up the story even better than I realized, which I will talk about when we talk about the cues. Okay. What's your favorite part about Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom? Much like Indiana Jones, I really like the time travel effects. Although, granted, there's no time travel in Indiana Jones, but it's it's the special effects. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And my favorite part about Dinosaur is Dr. Seeker, because he's so funny. <laughs> Especially, you know, he pops up on the screen with the little dinosaur puppet going, hello, with <laughs> that funny yeah. voice. Which is how I say hello sometimes, so I just think it's funny. All right, I will file that away, that information away for the next time you say hello to me like that. <laughs> Listen, when I play video games, I go, hello, and I've gotten people to respond to me like that. Like, that's how people that I game with greet me. See, and here, I thought every time you were saying it like that, you were making fun of um, somebody. No. No, it's just a voice from my head <laughs> that happens to sound like Dr. Seeker with the dinosaur hand. Anyways, let's talk about opening dates. Allie, when did Indiana Jones open? It officially opened to the public on March 4th, 1995, with a soft opening the day previous. 
And Dinosaur opened um, with Animal Kingdom's opening on April 22nd, 1998. So we have an original attraction. So the Indiana Jones attraction was originally just called Temple of the Forbidden Eye. It is currently called Indiana Jones Adventure Temple of the Forbidden Eye. So kind (laughs) of combined, combined those two. Um, And it is set in the Lost Delta of India circa 1935. Early concepts included a walkthrough attraction and a high-speed minecar adventure. And it's built in the former Eeyore parking lot. And there's reportedly an homage to Eeyore hidden somewhere in the queue. I have never been able to spot it. I think it's pretty well hidden if it's even there. Um, Have you ever seen it, CJ? I've seen pictures of it online. And I've looked in what I swear is the same spot. And then I don't see it. So... So, hey, if you know where it is, send us a message on Instagram. Share your photo of it. (laughs) So, Indiana Jones, while he may look like Harrison Ford, yeah, Harrison Ford was the model, but the voice is Dave Temple, which I think is really funny that it's Temple of the Forbidden Eye, Dave Temple, Dave (laughs) Temple of the Forbidden Eye, Temple of the Forbidden Dave. Anyways. (laughs) Surely that's a fun fact. Uh, Yeah, don't call me Shirley. (laughs) Um, In the 40 days leading up to the ride opening, there were trading cards given out to um, guests with a valid ticket for that day, Um, each a different one each day. And each of them highlighted an attraction of the previous 40 years of Disneyland being open since this ride opened on the park's 40th anniversary. Yes, CJ, you were making an excited face. Mom has some of those cards. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Do you I remember seeing so. them? I wonder what she did They're with like them. They're like little baseball card size things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was wondering what those were from. Well, so from Indiana Jones. She only has like two of them. So she only went two times in 40 days. Okay, look. It was, what, 1995? We were small children. True. We were... Granted, we had Disneyland passes at the time, most likely. But we were... Um, we were at an age where we were unruly. It was probably not very convenient for mom to go to Disneyland with us. Okay, fair. So that makes sense. Okay, so opened in the 40th year, 40 cards. Okay, cool. The 41st card was larger and it featured Indiana Jones. Hmm. And that, I believe, was given out on like March 3rd. So the okay. like the day before the ride opened. Uh, at the queue, there used to be decoder cards handed out um, so that you could translate the text on the walls in the queue at the te- of the temple. Um, now they're only given out at, like, special occasions. Um, uh, I think you can do the Play Disney Parks app. And... Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. The ride system, as I mentioned, it only exists at Indy and at Dinosaur. The Tokyo version uses electromagnetic actuators instead of hydraulics. Because you know how the, like, the car kind of bounces up and down side to side? Yeah, so the hydraulic system, if something breaks, it can get really messy. Japan is a lot more strict on those kinds of spills just as a country. So to avoid that, they went with electromagnetic actuators instead. Okay. The vehicles cannot reverse, despite what it may appear when you're on the ride. Because of unexpected variations in speed with these vehicles, the soundtrack is not any specific length. Um, each scene of the attraction has a score to play, which is this, uh, which is a certain length. 
If the vehicle is in one place for longer than expected, the score will play in full or until the vehicle leaves. Hmm. If the if the vehicle stays there longer than the length of the score, you'll keep you'll hear the car engine fading in and out. So that way you're not just like sitting there like this is oddly quiet. No, I've totally experienced that before. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yes. Yes. Those are some great fun facts. Thank you. There's even more fun facts, but I th- thought they fit better in some other sections. So we'll have more fun oh. and more facts later. Okay, you're taking us on an adventure. I like it. Okay, (laughs) Dinosaur was originally called Countdown to Extinction. It was renamed Dinosaur to promote the movie by the same name, which you may not remember. It's not The Good Dinosaur by Pixar. It's just Dinosaur by Disney. I mean, if you you forgot about the existence of that movie, I don't blame you one bit. No, no. It did not do well. No. Um, But there's a little bit of a date discrepancy. Almost every website I saw said it was renamed Dinosaur in the year 2000. On D23's page, you know, I go to the D23 website to to do some fact looking up. So on the Countdown to Extinction page, it's reported the name changed on May 1st, 2001. But if you click on D23's Dinosaur page, it says May 2000 is when the name changed. So... Yeah, a little confused there. Okay, so I'm just thinking, we went to Disney World in 2000, and we went on this ride, and I'm pretty sure it was called Dinosaur when we went on this ride. Yeah, I think so too. So 2000 must be right, but I'm I'm concerned that D23 has it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so if you look in the loading area on one of the walls, you'll see some letters and numbers, and one of the letters is ctx countdown to extinction and homage to the old name um when they renamed the ride dinosaur from countdown to extinction they actually lowered the height requirement because they thought younger kids would want to go see a ride that's tied into a movie and they did actually tone down the ride a little bit um it's not as like bumpy and jerky not as fast uh to go along with that lower height requirement Okay, so they lowered the height requirement and toned it down, and yet every time I've been on this ride, I have come off with a crying child. Yes, so (laughs) the ride, the height requirement used to be 46 inches, and they lowered it to 40. That's half a foot. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge ride. This ride is terrifying for small children. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's was the sponsor of Dinoland USA, and so they sponsored this ride from its opening until 2008. And if if you look when you're about to board, there's some pipes in the queue area that are red, white, and yellow, and they have the chemical makeup for ketchup, mustard, and mayo written on them. In the queue, you walk through a museum for a little bit, and Bill Nye is the person who is doing the voice in the museum, the narration. And outside of the queue, there's a replica of Dino Sue. Dino Sue is the largest T-Rex fossil they've found. It's like 90% complete or something like that. So this is a full-scale replica of that real T-Rex skeleton, and the real one is on display in Chicago. And that original... Um, uh, fossil set the skeleton was found in in South Dakota. That's really cool. Dinosaurs, man. Yeah, you can you can actually learn a lot on this ride. Yeah. All right, let's talk about location and land. 
Indiana Jones is located in Adventureland between the Jungle Cruise, Tarzan's Treehouse, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Across from Bengal Barbecue. Yes, and it smells really good over there. It does. <laughs> Dinosaur is located in Dialand, USA, in the back corner of the park near Restaurantosaurus. You kind of dead end right back there. The entrance to the Indiana Jones queue is built amongst a very tall patch of trees. Uh, there is a Jeep behind the cast member at entry, and that... All right, that's the truck that's the that's the truck you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that truck is a Mercedes, first of all. Um, and it's from Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that's from the Indian that's from the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a small mining cart next to it that's from the Temple of Doom. So multiple movie props out there, which is pretty cool. Um, the outdoor portion of the queue is bamboo and a whole bunch of switchbacks. It's all outdoors, this part is at least, um, but it's pretty well shaded, so it's not unbearable. You go up a ramp and you go inside the temple. The temple is built as though it is undergoing active excavation. There are props and small shrines and bamboo that is propping up parts of the ceiling. Um, When you go down a long ramp further into the temple, you go through a small cave and there's a room with spikes in the ceiling like it's booby-trapped. Pull one of the bamboo sticks uh, if you dare. See what happens. (laughs) See if anything happens because it only works sporadically. Also, you will know which bamboo pole to touch because the paint is all faded on it. And (laughs) it's curved. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, then you enter a bigger site they've been excavating that looks like the main portion of the temple and the queue winds around an open shaft in the middle Um, you can pull that rope if you dare even though the sign tells you not to Um, and you can hear a voice from down below and the voice is Dr. Dunfor Pullet (laughs) yeah it's really funny Um, then you go into a series of switchbacks where you watch a safety information video that also provides some backstory um, Sala also warns you to avoid the eyes of Mara. You go around a corner past the archaeology office and then up and down some stairs before you board. Now, there are some letters and telegrams scattered throughout the queue and three newsreels shown to guests before the before you board the attraction. Mm-hmm. And these cover the whole backstory of oh. Indiana Jones. So uh, obviously you and I know about the movies. They're very obvious. Mm-hmm. But I did I had knew nothing about the letters and telegrams. So here is the backstory that you get if you are eagle-eyed in the queue. In 1935 in India, Indiana Jones reunites missing fragments of a map documenting the precise location of an ancient temple believed to have buried in a flood, been buried in a flood over 2,000 years ago. Uh, this temple was built to honor Mara, who will offer anyone who comes to the hallowed site either eternal youth, earthly riches, or visions of the future, provided you never look into Mara's eyes. The discovery has been dubbed Temple of the Forbidden Eye by the media, The uh, f- but funding quickly runs out. Uh, Sala begins conducting guided tours to raise money so that the excavation can continue. Uh, While many tourists find good fortune, some do not return at all. Hmm. So enter Indiana Jones, who enters the temple to find the missing tourists and uncover the temple's power source, which is known as the Jewel of Power. Uh, Abner Abner Ravenwood, whoever that is, uh, believes this Jewel of Power is located within an immense cavern beyond the Gates of Doom. Uh, One week later, 
Indiana Jones has not reappeared. So Marcus Brody, again, whoever that is, requests Sala continue conducting the tours in the hopes that Indiana Jones just kind of turns up. Okay, isn't Abner Ravenwood, isn't he part of SEA? The Society of Explorers and Adventurers? Mm, No. Abner Ravenwood was an Egyptologist and archaeologist at the University of Chicago in the 1920s, and he was a mentor of Indiana Jones. Okay, I must be thinking of another name similar to Ravenwood. Yeah, my original thought was that as well, um, but I just googled Abner Ravenwood and the Indiana Jones wiki comes up first. Let's see if I do the same thing with Marcus Brody. So Mark, Dr. Marcus Brody was a British-born archaeologist, historian, and lecturer, again, an Indiana Jones character. Okay, it would be cool if they connected that to SEA. Marcus Brody was a good friend to both Indiana Jones and his father, Henry. Okay. Um, so I think the... Excuse me. I think, like, the, the 12 letters and telegrams that they're talking about... I think those must be in that archaeology office because there's a lot in there mm-hmm. and you walk by it so fast and you don't even walk by the whole thing. You walk by the little corner of it. Yeah. Um, so it must be in there. Yeah. I oh, feel and like out front in the queue probably because there's some props out front in the outdoor area. You know, if it is open when I go, I will see what I can see. Oh, yeah, because it's closed to spring 2023. Yep. SEA characters. Apparently, Indiana Jones is an SEA character. Oh. So it is connected to SEA. It's all coming together. It is all coming together. Marion Ravenwood is a member of SEA. Or connected somehow. Oh, that's um, Indiana. Yeah. one of Indiana Jones's lady friends. Yeah, but how is she connected to... Connected to Abner Ravenwood? I would guess daughter. Hang on. She first appeared in Rage of the Lost Ark. She enters the story when Indiana Jones visits her in Nepal, needing her help. Specifically, he needs an artifact in her possession, originally obtained by her father, Abner Ravenwood, Jones's mentor. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that is covered in an Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Well, now that we've confirmed, well, at least according to this wiki, Indiana Jones is part of the, uh, Society of Explorers and Adventurers here. Let me see. Mara has an entry also. Mara the, is a deity. Yeah. I'm just I'm just looking through. Mara Mara's, is also voiced by James Earl Jones. Throw that fun fact out here while CJ scrolls a wiki. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay, so the temple, da 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 it was rediscovered. Aha! Indiana and Sala went on to begin excavating the temple through the Lost Delta Archaeological Expedition with assistance from the Jungle Navigation Company and British Colonial Affairs. So To receive that's... additional revenue, the expedition was forced by the British Colonial Affairs to host tours and make it a matter of media attention. Through contacting allies... Like Ravenwood and Brody, Indiana learned about a mysterious power source of Mara, known as the Jewel of Power. At one point, Sala contacted his and Jones's ally, Trader Sam, to bring more guests to the temple from his bar, lending Sam a map of the temple to help with this. 
So now the placement of Indiana Jones within Adventureland being right next to Jungle Cruise, that makes a lot of sense. And I also read that one of the concepts was to keep... Oh, let me let me find it again. Oh, 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 remember that adventure trading company game they did for like one summer? Where you could let nope. collect little tokens and they called them jujus? No, oh, I don't remember that. Okay, Mara, okay. For those of you who don't know, there was this little like game that you could play in Adventureland called Adventure Trading Company and you collected these like tokens on a necklace. Mara is the namesake for the Eye of Mara Juju within this interactive attraction. A depiction of the Eye of Mara is used for the Juju's design, and his likeness is also used on stone tablets tablets throughout the Eye of Mara mission. You had to go on these missions to get the little Juju things. Um, Going back to Jungle Cruise, to avoid a long queue, Imagineers considered using Jungle Cruise launches to shuttle guests to the loading area. Okay, okay. In the lost and found of Jock Lindsay's hangar bar at Disney Springs is the map of the Temple of Mara. A depiction of the Eye of Mara is featured on the map behind the bar over top Cambodia. Skipper Canteen, Mara is referenced twice in the library of Skipper Canteen. Mara can be seen on a map of the temple in the possession of Trader Sam. Uh, given him to by Indiana Jones, it's being you can find it in uh, Trader Sam's at Disneyland. I feel like we could do an entire episode on Indiana Jones and all of the lore behind it. Oh yeah, no, I'm telling just you, just specifically this ride, not even touching the movies, just specifically this ride. Yeah, well, now that I know it's connected to SEA, you know, I'm like, ooh, let's go even further into this. <laughs> I mean, because now we've got. Big Thunder's connected. Jungle Cruise is connected. Various restaurants are connected. Indiana Jones is connected. Maybe there's some Tomorrowland stuff connected somehow. I wouldn't be surprised. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they were attempting to go there with the Tomorrowland movie. But that movie didn't do very well. So mm-hmm. they might have, like, dropped it. You know, because... And uh, Tower Space Adventure. Too. I forgot about that. Huh. All right. We're, we're going to need to get... Get the bulletin board, get the red yarn, and start, like, pinning things. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, now that you... I'm not actually joking. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've shared about the Indiana Jones queue, as well as some fun facts and all that stuff, the dinosaur queue is very different. It's made to look like a museum. And when you enter through the queue entry, um, you'll see a museum exhibit of fossils and information about local flora and fauna. Then you turn a corner and you're in this giant room where there's a big dinosaur skeleton. And that's where Bill Nye's telling you facts about dinosaurs. Then you turn- I'm sorry, that skeleton is Dino Sue, right? No, Dino Sue is outside. Okay, carry on. Yeah, Dino Sue is, like, in the bushes. Okay, anyways. (laughs) So after you're in that big dinosaur room, you head into the pre-show area where there's a video explaining the backstory of the ride featuring Dr. Seeker and Dr. Marsh. Everyone is in this part all together. You know, the pre-show video at Indiana Jones, you're still in a queue. It's not like that at Animal Kingdom. Everyone's, like, corralled in a room. So in the pre-show video, we learn that Dr. Marsh is the director of the Dino Institute, and uh, they've created the Time Rover, which will allow us to go back in time. Do they tell us how? No, it's proprietary information. 
Then Dr. Seeker cuts in, who's explaining that we're trying to bring back an iguanodon so he can study it. We're, uh, he tells us we're going to go back to the very end of the Cretaceous period. And then Dr. Marsh comes in and says, no, we're going to the early Cretaceous period because of impending asteroids. Then Dr. Seeker gives us safety info, and when Dr. Marsh is safely out of earshot, he says we are actually going back to the late Cretaceous period, um, and then we leave the room and go back to a traditional queue down a set of stairs and to the loading area. You forgot to mention that Dr. Seeker says, hey, this is a secret mission. Only your car is doing this mission, or only your group is doing this mission. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, let's talk about music in the area and the queue. Indiana Jones, you get kind of like 1930s vibe music. Um, inside is loud and echoey, and there's like what you it's would like, expect inside. It's there's not really there's not really music. I don't think it's just kind of ambiance noises. What you would expect to hear in a ruin like this. Yeah, I I want to call it like temple whooshing noises. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the best okay. way to explain it. Now, dinosaur, the queue is either really quiet or really loud, depending on when you go. Um, if it's really loud, it's kind of hard to hear, but mostly it's Bill Nye talking to us about dinosaurs. <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, music going on. For ride vehicles at Indiana Jones, you get in a Jeep, which is called a Rugged Troop Transport on the Disneyland website. It seats 12 people, four riders per row, and its maximum speed is 14-ish miles per hour. Yeah, Dinosaur has the exact same ride vehicle. They call it a Time Rover. They try to make it look like a futuristic Jeep. Um, the speed is about 12 miles per hour, but the, the same seating configuration. Okay, time for the general storyline and route. And I know you've given us a lot of the storyline, but there's still more for Indiana Jones. Yeah, that was just the backstory. Um, before we get into it, we will just say that these two rides have the same track layout. So when you take a right turn at Dinosaur, you're also taking a right turn at Indy. For once, it's not reversed. Yeah, I feel like there's not too many rides at Disneyland and Disney World. There aren't that many rides that have the exact same track layout. There's a few, you know, Splash Mountain comes to mind. Haunted Mansion's pretty close. Pirates is pretty close. But um, yeah, the exact Pirates. same not pretty close but okay. well okay if you cut out the beginning portion of disneyland okay it's pretty yeah. close okay so anyways at indiana jones you board your jeep and enter the temple of the forbidden eye and despite the warnings telling you not to look into the eyes of mara somebody had to look and your path now lies beyond the gates of doom you make a sharp turn, Indiana Jones lectures you while holding back a set of doors behind which something ominous swirls. It might be that, like, power gem thing that we mentioned before. It's not really clear. Uh, then you enter Escape the Temple Time. You dodge skeletons and snakes and more skeletons and bugs and rats and just all the things that are haunting the temple. And generally, uh, this is what's been killing the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Um, eventually, you go through all this, you get to a room where Indiana Jones is hanging out, um, but a giant boulder rolls toward you, and the car backs up. But if you remember a few minutes ago, I said that these cars can't actually reverse. These Imagineers are brilliant. It's all a very well-done illusion. 
you back up, then you go forward, and the boulder kind of rolls towards you, and you hear a smashing noise. Next thing you see is Indiana Jones standing next to the cracked remnants of this boulder and complaining about tourists. Okay, so I kind of just put something together while you were talking about this. So the tourists have been going into the temple, not coming back out, presumably buying. Mm-hmm. Now, in the skeleton scene towards the beginning where there's like, you know, probably a hundred skeletons, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Are you thinking about the one that's wearing a Mickey Mouse watch? Uh, well, Mickey Mouse ears. Are you thinking that these that these skeletons at the beginning are the tourists? Yes. Why else would they be that one be wearing Mickey Mouse ears? That's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But how else would they get the Mickey Mouse ears? But now we've got a problem because it doesn't ride take place in 1935 and disneyland hasn't been invented yet so why does he have mickey mouse ears because mickey mouse was around and this is a parallel universe where mickey mouse <laughs> ears existed before disneyland yeah but they're like the hats they look. have cursive writing that says bones on it that's his name look we can suspend our disbelief for a little bit okay okay but i think that solves it those skeletons are all the tour they didn't make it very far in the temple no they didn't (laughs) okay anyways um the dinosaur storyline is very different you board the time rover in kind of like a laboratory basement kind of settings the audio on the ride tells us we're going back in time we're going to go get the iguanodon before the asteroid hits and get out of there basically we go through this room with like flashing red lights towards this green light and then all of a sudden we're surrounded by dinosaurs um we move through the ride and the computer is identifying the dinosaurs that we see you know sometimes dr seeker comes on and says computer identify and it it tells us the dinosaur um we're trying to follow the homing signal which has been placed on the iguanodon so we're getting closer and closer, and we keep hearing warnings like 90 seconds till impact, referring to the meteor shower that's coming. We hear definitely not our dinosaur. This one isn't it. Like words like that before we eventually get to a big scary dinosaur. Um, but first, the computer tells us that we've lost traction and the meteor strike is about to happen. We see the big scary dinosaur, the Carnotaurus, and Photopass takes our picture while you're sitting there. Um, and then terrified Dr. Seeker comes on audio. He's freaking out. He says, abort mission, abort, abort. We then see the iguanodon and Seeker says, forget it. Like, just go back. The meteor shower hits. And basically right at that moment, we jump back to present time. But apparently the iguanodon made it, even though Seeker told us to forget it because you passed this like video screen and it shows him roaming the halls. So we got the iguanodon, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now the exit queue. At Indiana Jones, you unload back where you boarded. Um, One side heads up a set of stairs. The other side heads straight out back through the temple, heading towards daylight. When you get out of the temple, you'll see the beginning of the Jungle Cruise on the right and the outdoor portion of the Indiana Jones queue on the left. Um, and sometimes you might overhear the Jungle Cruise skippers saying something funny like, oh, wave to all those people. You'll never see them again. Yes. <laughs> At Dinosaur, we unload back where we loaded. You head up a set of stairs. You see the PhotoPass preview area and then out through the gift shop back to Dinoland USA. Indiana Jones height requirement is 46 inches. And Dinosaur is 40 inches. 
Indiana Jones is open during fireworks. At Dinosaur, I mean, at Animal Kingdom, there are no fireworks, so this is not applicable. Both of these rides are open during the rain, and they both have lightning lane. Neither one of them have single rider. Indiana Jones used to, but it has not come back since COVID. That's a shame. It is a shame. That was like the only way I got to do that ride. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well that brings us to the final showdown. Now that we have the facts laid out, it's time to find out. Do we see eye to eye? Does one side stand out above the crowd? Allie? I am... I am laughing because it's do we see eye to eye and one of them is Temple of the Forbidden Eye. <laughs> um, we do not look into the eyes, but for me, it is um, 100% Indiana Jones. Just, and I all it, I had this made up before you and I had the discussion, but all of the layers and depth and lore to the story, it's so good. So good. And it just feels like dinosaurs kind of, shoehorned so i am going with indiana jones okay i would say that dinosaur does have depth and layers you know yes it's unbelievable that we're going time traveling to get a dinosaur but the the way they set it up is pretty good because you're going through a museum you learn about dinosaurs you see fossils that kind of thing and then you find out oh we're gonna go get a dinosaur that's pretty cool but you're right i think indiana jones does that depth just that much better i think the cue is way better um the music is better like the fact that there actually is music versus dinosaurs mostly sound effects um i just think indiana jones executes on the theme better than india than a dinosaur does although i will get i do get a laugh out of dinosaur every single time Well, I do love the ride. I enjoy going on it. I always feel bad for the kids. And it's very educational. Um, I do do really like how you can learn about dinosaurs just by going into the queue. That's cool. I just feel like... (sighs) They could have done something different. I don't know. Like, maybe make a dinosaur a little museum and then do something different with the ride system. Indiana Jones was built off of a very well-established franchise versus Dinosaur. They made the ride, and then they said, oh, wait, we can use it to promote this new movie. And I feel like that kind of detracts from it in a way, because, Mm. like, I mean, you look at the Iguanodon. It's the Iguanodon, right? Yeah. And that's, it's literally just one of the dinosaurs from the Dinosaur movie. And it looks so bad. Yeah, the CGI so at the end of the, the the CGI at the end of the show is or at the end of the ride is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I just they what were hoping. You, yeah. What would you do with di- what would you do with dinosaurs in the park instead? I don't know. I honestly, I think that I would just take out a lot of the movie elements of this ride. Okay. And make it more about. Like I like I do like the story of the ride. I don't like how they tried to tie it into a movie. Okay, that's your so, problem with it. Okay. Yeah. See what I would do is I would somehow in the queue, you know how on Flight of Passage you go through like the interactive wave your hands around, we're gonna link yeah. you to an avatar. I want them to do something like that in the queue that makes you go back in time before you get on the ride. Okay, so like step into some sort of special room that transports you or 
I don't know, walk through some archway that moves you back in time. Okay. And so then the, I can... ride, the ride that I want to see, I don't know if you remember Ellen's Energy Adventure that had the no. giant dinosaur. Okay, you're going to have to look it up. The ride vehicles were kind of like the great movie ride ride vehicles that kind of slowly moved on their own. Um, and they had scenes with giant dinosaurs. And if they built like a warehouse kind of ride with giant dinosaurs like that, we could say, hey, we're going to take you on a tour of some dinosaurs or something. It sounds very Jurassic Park-ish, I realize. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, they wanted to make it more accessible to kids by tying it into a movie. And kids are still scared of this ride. Like, I'm not taking my kid on this ride yet. Um, So I think if if they wanted to make it truly a family ride, which I feel like they tried to do, like, they really need to make it all inclusive for everybody. But yeah, I'd like to see a giant warehouse ride trackless system showing us really big audio animatronic dinosaurs. I feel like you can't really see the dinosaurs very well because it's so dark um, and it's loud and, you know, like, I just think they could do more with dinosaurs. Yeah, I I think Disney missed the mark on on dinosaur just altogether. You're right. It needs to be, you know, they tried to make it more family friendly. And yet every time I've been on it, there's been a child crying in my car because they're terrified. Right. Like that's not family friendly. No, no. I do like the ride system. And I think that ride system has a place in animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like them, like to see them be a little bit more creative, both with dinosaurs and with the ride system as two separate things. Yeah. I think, I think you're right there. Yeah. Okay, before we go, by the way, I had a question for you unrelated to this episode, but related to a previous episode. Have you watched the Imagineering story yet? No. Ellie. Okay, okay. Um, How about I download the first couple of episodes to watch on my flight to Florida? How long's the flight? A couple hours, three hours, I think. You should download four episodes, two for on the way there, two for on the way back. How long are the episodes? Like a little over an hour. Okay, well, I'll probably download like three because think about, I like, I'm not going to like plane in the air. That's when I start watching. No, like I start watching it. Like as soon as I'm in my seat, I pause for the safety information and then I resume. Well, you're going to watch it. You're going to have some of it watched before you get here. Sure. I will. I can do that. Okay. Okay. Well, our next episode is going to be a very uh, up and down kind of episode. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it's going to be mostly down. Like, <laughs> so at the end of the last episode, we talked about like, oh, we have to rearrange like our next three episodes from what we'd originally planned because I hadn't been to Guardians yet sorry i completely lost the word and cosmic rewind cosmic rewind so we wanted to wait to record that until after i'd been on cosmic rewind and then we were also going to do stuff like uh gadget go coaster and barnstormer and the ride formerly known as mulholland madness goofy sky school and so but it turns out i'm going to disneyland in a couple months so <laughs> unexpected yeah. but yeah so we're gonna do the towers of my hatred next <laughs> And then we're going to follow that up with family rides so that way I can experience all of these before we record the episodes. Yeah, and then we'll have your trip report from your Florida trip somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. And then I can also do a trip report for Disneyland. It's 
sounding like it's going to be me and my mother-in-law, possibly my sister-in-law. We'll see if she decides to go or not. But yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. And Come then we'll take. do a trip report of our um, of our special thing we're doing at Magic Kingdom. Yes. And do you want to do a trip report for when we go to Bush Gardens? We can. Yeah. And I'm also going to Universal Studios. Okay. And so Islands of Adventure. We've got some trip reports coming up and yeah. possibly a very special guest. Yeah. So stay tuned. You'll have to find out who that is. It's a it's a park to park podcast exclusive interview. Maybe uh, here's a, here's a hint. It's not our mother. No, it's not. <laughs> it's somebody possibly more exclusive than our mother. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that'll wrap it up for this episode. I don't think we've had any disagreements so far this season. Um, you know, we remove the stuff from the Google Doc after we finish recording the episode, so I can't scroll up and check really quick. No, it's going to be a surprise, I guess. Yeah. At the end of the season. Yeah. Our special guest might be a tiebreaker for us. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that our special guest might be a time traveler because we were just talking about dinosaur. I'm like, we have we have Dr. Seeker coming on the show. I'm just, no Dr. Seeker. It's All right, the well, time that'll, ape. That'll wrap it up for this episode. You can find us on uh, Instagram at park to park pod with the number two. You can email us at park to park pod at gmail.com. And if you would like to be a special guest on the show for a trip report or want to shout out your opinions from the roof, rooftop, please get in touch with us. We love having guests. We love hearing yeah. you guys. Do you love Tower of Terror? Do you hate Tower of Terror? <laughs> Let us know. Come If you want to be on the show and talk about how much you love or hate Tower of Terror or the Guardians of the Galaxy version of Tower of Terror, let us know because, I mean, CJ could use some support on that episode because I'm just going to be like, I hate this the whole time. And I could <laughs> use some support on that episode because I'm going to be so upset the whole time and CJ is going to make fun of me and, you know, <laughs> come talk about Tower of Terror with us. You know yes. you want to. Yes. Anyways, that is all. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.